Hello and welcome to the Drink In Geek Out Podcast. This is a show where we drink beer and geek out. You are listening to part four of the DC Ember series, episode 118, Gotham and Batman, I guess. Featuring Bear Hand Brewery's type. IPA or Taipa, Taipa, however you want to pronounce that. Grand Junction's One with Nature IPA and Central Waters Vanilla Bean Stout. With your host Keith, Seth, Pale, Dustin, and I'm back. <laughs> oh, there he is. It's we Brandon can- again. Couldn't get rid of him. <laughs> I decided to come back again, guys. I hope you're ready for me. Batman so much. You're wearing the same sweater, too. <laughs> well, I thought it was appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> right. I like it. Yeah. How are how are we all doing? Oh, fantastic. Doing well. Good. good. Yeah, so today's episode is Gotham. Uh, basically about the TV series of the young Gotham, essentially. And the introduction and backstory of pretty much everyone that is in the uh, Batman franchise. So how about a brief history? Uh, Poor favor. Sure. An American crime drama television series developed by Bruno Heller based on characters published by DC Comics and appearing in the Batman franchise, primarily those of James Gordon and Bruce Wayne. Heller and Danny Cannon, who directed the pilot, are executive producers. The series stars Ben McKenzie as a young Gordon and premiered on Fox on September 22, 2014. In May 2018, Fox renewed the series for a fifth and final season of the twelve ep- season of twelve episodes, which is set to premiere on January 3, 2019. Originally, the series would have relied only on Gordon's early day early days with the Gotham City Police Department, but the series subsequently included the Wayne character in the origin stories of several Batman villains, including Penguin, Riddler, Catwoman, Poison Ivy, Scarecrow, Mister Freeze, Hugo Strange, Rejagul. Razagul and Solomon Rich. Grundy and the Joker, but don't really say his name, Joker. Yeah, that, that was me adding a little bit to that. There is a little bit about the Joker, but they don't really call him the they Joker. They never actually right. say Joker. Well, so far. No, I mean, I don't want to jump in, but is it more of a portrayal of what the Joker turns into? Or is it a movement that allows someone to become the Joker? That it's a movement that, that yeah, allows someone to become the ways. Joker. Yeah, they leave it, they I leave think, it. fairly open. Because I don't think that... I mean, watching in the early seasons, I never felt like he would be the Joker. I thought he was more the predecessor to what the character is going to turn mm-hmm. into. And that's what it, that I mean, they leave it open so that you can read it that way, or you, if people want to, they can say, "Oh, that's the Joker." If yeah. if they want to. Well, but in in season at the end of three, uh, Jerome dies, but he also dies well, he dies in two, and one. then he's reborn or. Was it one or was it two? I thought it was two. It was two. Yeah, it was two. And then he was re, re, uh, he reanimated. Died in episode two of season two. Yeah. Because of the the mayor, Galveston, was mm-hmm. part of it. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Yep. Still season two. I, but it was Don't episode argue. two, wasn't it? Like, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. no so yeah. he is in season two. And then he died again in three when they brought him back. And so we're very much at the point where he said anyone can be the Joker. Yeah. Or anybody can... Do Don this mat or be yeah lead this because mo- like, it's like basically an anarchy movement mm-hmm. that he's created and then anybody could be the leader of it and be essentially the Joker even though they never actually say the Joker yeah. mm-hmm. they have all the ha ha has and the smiley faces and all that yeah. 
Okay, go on, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no, no, that, that was the end. Yeah. Uh, I've seen them all. I'm mm-hmm. current. Up yep. until the It'll premiere. Start Same with me. In a couple weeks. So you're caught up, too? I'm yeah. caught up. Yeah, I'm just waiting for the final season. Except for... Yeah, Our special guest. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the odd man out. Yeah, you have the he Batman can knowledge. A lot more, yeah, background knowledge. I can us, so. I can refute back Batman's origin versus what you guys throw at me with the show, <laughs> more so or less. I watched the first two seasons. I got halfway through three, and then Hulu dropped Gotham on me. Yeah, yeah so it's on the Netflix. Yeah, well, I think they now. brought it back mm-hmm. on Hulu, and I just missed out on it. So. What was unfortunate is I watched three seasons of it. And they didn't have four on Netflix. <laughs> and so then I, uh, I talked to some friends who had it available. So I made it available on my Plex server. And the moment that I got all the episodes available on my Plex server, they released Netflix version of it. So I just watched it off Netflix instead. So I have a better connection on Netflix than I do on my Plex server while I'm at some places of uh, undisclosed locations well unfortunately i'm gonna when they finish the season the series i'm gonna watch all of them start to finish i'm more of a binge watcher that's why i haven't watched stranger things yet either you wait till i just want to wait till it's all done i think it's each uh, each season is binge worthy in itself i don't like the wait like when i watched a lot of the other shows on Netflix, and I know I'm diverging again like last episode, <laughs> but when I watch a series on Netflix, I watch it from start to finish, all of them. Yeah, I like to do that too. I don't like the whole cliffhanging and waiting. I that's don't how it was with How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> I didn't touch it until it was completely done. Yeah, that's yeah. that's one of those series, like, yeah, you. it makes more sense to watch it all in a row because it keeps referring back to older mm-hmm. episodes and stuff. And I'm caught up on Game of Thrones, but I still have just one season mm-hmm. left. I'm not going to watch it. But I knew all the spoilers already, and it didn't ruin yeah. the experience for me. So in Gotham, I watched the first season, and I didn't really like it until I convinced myself, like, this is a telling of the story. This isn't, like, going to match up with the comic books or anything. It's just a different way to look at the history. And then I started to enjoy it more because I'm like, okay, this isn't my Batman, per se, but this is a version of Batman right? In well, if you look at it as a, you look at it through the eyes of Jim Gordon, mm-hmm. then it could be how he saw yeah. Gotham, yeah, yeah, versus what Batman gave us. Mm-hmm. So when he saw the way that the Riddler was, or he saw how Mister Freeze was, is different than our perspective of what we grew up on mm-hmm. because it wasn't from the eyes of Batman; it was through the eyes of Jim Gordon, and he may not have the same open mindedness, right? And supernatural. And you saw, you saw how Edward Nigma became the Riddler. Whereas Batman only knew him as the Riddler. Yeah. Or how, you know, Victor Freeze became Ice Popsicle Man. <laughs> I, I do have to, though, add to your notes there. Watching the Riddler grow, watching the Penguin grow, those storylines were fantastic. They were. They, yeah. The they Penguin. Still are. The, they well, they no, never really finished it, but they still are. No, but I'm saying is this version of the Penguin and the Riddler are by far surpasses Surpressed, everything. Yeah. That was previously stated because they turned the penguin from a, a C hero or a villain to an A plus villain. My problem, only problem with the Riddler is he has two personalities, and there's already a villain in the Batman universe that has two personalities, and he's Two Face. Yeah, yeah. Like, why I think give eventually him? Eventually, the Riddler will win out, and then Ed is going to disappear. I think, I think that too, but why at. not have Two Face do this storyline? It would make a hundred percent more sense, and or just 
turn the Riddler into Riddler face and have him have two faces. Yeah, but Dr. Thompson's <laughs> not going to fall in love with the uh, yeah, fucking two face. <laughs> Spoiler. Oh, I don't care. I'll watch it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but we do agree that Penguin's the best penguin yes. we've ever seen. Oh, no, life. he's fantastic. Oh, hands down. Yeah, he's great. Okay. Love that story. I think all of the villains are, have a sh- can have time to shine, so they're more interesting than we get in or other stories. Can we find out why they turned Barbara Gordon into a villain? <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Instead yeah. of his wife? I, I, yeah, I, I didn't like her as his wife. I like her now that she's kind of batshit yeah. crazy. I think she's more interesting that way, but it doesn't make sense to, no, to doesn't. in the storyline of Barbara Gordon. It's like, I mean, because Barbara Gordon was his wife and she wasn't batshit crazy. Yeah. And then their daughter, Barbara Gordon, also not batshit <laughs> yeah. crazy. I keep waiting like for him to have a reason to name his da- daughter Barbara. Like, <laughs> yeah, there should be a reason not to. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, everything in this seems to be like, uh, yeah, that get away confusing. from her. As I was as waiting in season two for him to save her from the the villain at the end. Season two? Yeah. It was. Is Galavant season two? Or yes, is that season three? It, but he was, um, Asriel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was hoping yeah, yeah. that he would save her from Asriel and she would go back to being Barbara Gordon. Mm-hmm. But then she didn't. And then I was like, Okay. <laughs> well, I don't know what to do. All so. right. That's cool. I guess. All right. Let's uh, let's uh, put a pause on character discussion. Let's grab our first beer. Uh, this one is going to be our in beer, which is going to be Grand Junction, one with nature. And then after that, we can talk about more of the characters. All the characters. The seasons. Yeah. While we get the next beer ready, I just wanted to remind you that you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DrinkInGeekOut. You can also check out our show notes and other fun stuff on our website, drinkingeekout.com. You can also email us any comments or suggestions at drinkingeekout at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcast, the Google Play Store, or wherever you get your podcasts. We also have a Patreon where you can get some fun bonus content. Find us there at patreon.com backslash drinkingeekout. And now, back to the show. All right, we're back with our in beer from Grand Junction called One with Nature. This IPA features the perfect balance of caramel, barleys, and complex hops, which are added throughout the boil and then some. Dry hopping, adding hops once the fermentation is complete, enhances the aromatics as you sip and daydream about becoming... One with Nature. One with Nature. <laughs> what is this acronym? All right. Uh, <laughs> That's why I was wondering. W-N. That's the name of the One W-N. Uh, one with Nature. Okay. Uh, coming in at 7.5% ABV and 75 IBUs. Really enjoying these seven, 75s here. Right. Yeah. Um, a little. I don't think we've done anything with Grand Junction, so I think I'll tell you guys a little bit about them. All right. Grand Junction Brewing Company was launched on the dreams of two business partners and prides itself on being distinctive in both taste and atmosphere. A Westfield original, Grand Junction Brewing Company, is a destination where people go for handcrafted brews and delicious pub food. They now serve the community from two locations, their original brew pub location in downtown Westfield, full service food menu, and our tap room and production facility just outside of Grand Park on 181st Street. That's recent. 
The 1800s era pub building in Westfield's rich history inspired their name, a nod to both the Monon and Midland railroads that once crisscrossed Westfield and the Underground Railroad for which the city is known. Grand Junction Brewing Company joined the community in April 2014. Thank you, Windows. <laughs> Built out of a strong English heritage, Grand Junction Brewing Company is focused on brewing a traditional true-to-style beers with heavy European influence and small-batch artisan environment. As a company, Grand Junction Brewing Company represents the antithesis of the big corporate brewery, a true mom-and-pop success story. Built from extremely humble beginnings and without deep-pocketed investors, this microbrewery has churned out a number of award-winning beers in just three short years of existence. Passionately focused on its local community and giving back, Grand Junction Brewing Company feels strongly about using local ingredients whenever possible. This community-mindedness is also evident in its significant contributions to local charities and events. Grand Junction Brewing Company plans to continue its growth in a locally focused fashion with strong emphasis on community as it expands its footprint throughout central Indiana and beyond in the years to come. Wow, life story. Uh, so as uh, stats and corrections, it's Manon. Manon, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Monin, it's my It's my area. <laughs> There's a Manon trail and everything. Uh, yeah, that, uh, that taproom production oh. facility that is uh, in, outside of Grand Park relatively new uh they were in the downtown location for as long as i've been down there and they just recently opened that up uh so we got ourselves uh, a woman who looks like poison ivy exactly that's the reason this can't exist for this episode and we got it for that now look at that and it wasn't random nope uh kind of looks like it's a wooded area so it looks like uh railroad tracks which makes sense because it, it is, is grand junction railroad track yeah all the way around yep and she's um, like summoning hops, it seems like. Mm-hmm. And her fingers are turning into tree branches, I just noticed. Mm-hmm. Yep. Darker than most IPAs as we use caramel malts to help balance the beautiful bouquet of hops. A blast of passion fruit, grapefruit. You're going to like this pale. <gasps> Lemon, berries, and pine aromas. Greet your nose as you take the first sip. This IPA features the perfect balance of malt and hops, bringing you ever closer to becoming one with nature. I'm hoping this actually tastes good, unlike last week. <laughs> <laughs> last gonna, week was rough. Just going to throw that out there in case anybody yeah. was listening last week. Hey, it? that clown shoes, or that uh, elemental clown was pretty good. Yeah, I believe so. I just that, that stout. Yeah, but the, the stout and the ghost that really made us forget that the clown was there. Mm-hmm. Kind of did, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the can overall, I think it would be a, like a four really, and a half or a five out yeah, of five. Yeah, it's a really cool can. Yeah. Especially fitting for the uh, Poison Ivy theme. I was say, I think this is the first time I've actually seen a can from them. I have another one in my fridge. It's like squirrel, squirrel stampede. It's pretty funny too. So. Oh, I'd have to, I'm, I'm literally <laughs> down the road from them. I should probably go check them out. Again, right. color of the beer is the next. Oh, it's looking in deeper range. Yeah, they said it's darker than most IPAs. So I was, yeah. I was down in like sixteen territory. Mm, maybe 16, even 17. Maybe even darker. Yeah, 15, 16. Yeah, look at the uh, the, the Mac, maybe, mm-hmm. though. Well, I like E.T.'s middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're looking at here. <laughs> E.T., go fuck yourself. <laughs> Where's Squirrel Girl? Yeah, what is this? Oh, squirrel? there it is. Squirrel Girl is also E.T.'s middle oh. finger. It's just another option. Yeah, it's, it's just like split her, on two pages. Her, her hair, hair, her tail. What is that? I think Probably it's her, her, her hair. 
I don't know. That's kind of a weird correlation, considering <laughs> nothing on girl, this girl, girl but her hair matches. <laughs> I'm pretty sure her, her, her be... little vest kind of matches. And why are we color. throwing a Marvel hero out on a middle of a freaking DC? Well, ET episode. doesn't really fit. This yeah, is just Steven Spielberg's. All right. <laughs> It fits every episode. There's turtles on here. There's the dude from Fast and the Furious. Paul Walker. <laughs> yeah, we're John going. Hammond, Amber Kane. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jurassic Park. Bro, Mario Bricks. What about Opponent. the Stranger Things Sky Monster? <laughs> I think we have uh, official names. <laughs> Ghost Riders Firehair. <laughs> <laughs> telling you, we're the we have the best names possible. Okay, ET's middle finger for sure. I like ET's middle yeah, finger yeah, too. Yeah, Let's yeah, go with that one. All right, we we sniffing. Birds. I know I'm yeah. jumping the gun here, guys. No, you're on the ball. Oh, that smells delicious. That's uh, yeah, an IPA. It's very earthy. Earth- yeah, earthy. exactly what you'd expect with the one with nature. It's going to be more piney and earthy. Piney. I didn't. I mean, I didn't mean to be. Kind of an asshole with it. <laughs> I know it says one with nature. I wasn't trying to be pretentious when I said that's kind of earthy. No, it's you're exactly right on. what you'd expect it to taste like. I feel like I've done this. Before. I feel like they are on the ball with their naming. I am two weeks in, guys. This is <laughs> on top of things. I'm almost professional. Almost famous. Right. Shall we? Yes. Yeah, going. I hope it doesn't taste like pine salt. Oh, it's oh, you. it's totally pine salt. I think it's far better than pine salt. <laughs> it might not clean as well as pine sauce. Yeah, <laughs> it might clean better than pine sauce. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can definitely taste the piney. That's the seventy-five IBUs that you're tasting. Uh, I can, I can wow. taste the grapefruit that's in there. Yes, mm-hmm. um, it's not full tropical, but you can. It's, it's there. No complaints. It's got a lot of those like leafy tree flavors. Oh yeah, kind of like branch, like you're eating. Yeah. Like, Mm. The entire branch. Are you struggling here? Are you not a fan I'm, of Ipa's? Figuring it out. Okay. Are you trying to eat it like you eat a tree branch? I like how Imagine smooth and creamy it is. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. For having 75 IBUs, you, it's just, it doesn't, like. It hits you with full flavor and then yeah. it smooths yes. out. Did you say what kind of hops were in this when you were reading all your. <laughs> paragraphs I think I, I don't might have. I know you said dry hopping but I don't know if you said the exact names nope. does not say in the can are you guys getting the fruity there flavors? is like literally just said that <laughs> yeah he caught the grapefruit yeah I have the grapefruit and that's it I don't see I don't have any type of other do you fruity... taste the grapefruit now no no I <laughs> know <laughs> he doesn't it's there there's some caramely maltiness to it too. yeah I can definitely taste the caramel it stands out like a sore thumb not a big fan of caramel. More at the end, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just at the end. Like, the grapefruit is almost over overran by the piney mm-hmm. in the beginning. The grapefruit doesn't have time to shine, but it's there. It's more of a it's more of a support flavor mm-hmm. instead of the main flavor. Yeah, I think grapefruit's like the initial thing that hits your tongue, and then all the other flavors just kind of wash it away. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, Beer Advocate says it's a three point four eight. Out of eight ratings, <laughs> histogram is shooting a 3.5 in my face. <laughs> uh, Ray Beer has only five ratings. Uh, I'm still going to tell you it's a 3.05 out of five. but Seems kind of low. Yeah. Uh, there's a 2.7 and a 3.6. This is the low and the high. What are they saying low about? 
uh, low floral hop aroma with minimal carbonation and a lace head. Strong bitter floral hops flavor with notes of grapefruit and pine. Complicated and mixed direction with hops. Bitter aftertaste and harsh palate. But isn't that the point of the beer? I think so. That's why mm-hmm. it's like you just don't like this kind of beer, it seems like. Yeah. I mean, that's what the can says that it <laughs> is. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what's annoying about we give the ratings, but it's also annoying because people don't know what they're rating half the time. Not an IPA fan, but seems very strong compared to others. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> don't even comment. Don't even give a rating. If you like, I'm, I'm Me personally, I'm not an IPA kind of person, but I'll drink it with you guys. And I'm certainly not going to put an IPA down because I don't like mm-hmm. IPAs. I can give my honest feedback of what the IPA presents to you, but I'm not going to sit here and be like, ah, it's too IPA for me. Yeah. Right. That's why we don't shit on the sours. We don't even rate them. We're just saying we don't like sours, and this is not a sour that's getting me yeah. into sours when we review them. It's definitely our attempt at trying to drink more sours mm-hmm. and getting used to them. Really, that's what it is. All right, go ahead, pal. What's on tap, sir? Untapped, uh, giving a 3.61 out of 1,093 ratings. That's pretty good. It's not too bad. I personally, even though I don't like an IPA, I'd give it about a three nine four something around there, because the flavors that they're reaching for is there. I feel like yeah, it's exactly what, they, what they're advertising. What they tell us it is is in the bottle mm-hmm. or the can rather. In this case, or on tap. So they're not lying to you about the flavor. It's not like that chocolate last week where we just didn't know what was going on. I think this is on point what they presented, and I think a four rating is worth it, at least in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I don't normally drink IPAs, but I finished my bottle here. <laughs> Either you're going to like it or you're not going to like it. It just depends on your personal preference. But I think they did what they said was on the can. Yeah, I've had zero friends check this in. So what do you think, Dustin? Uh, I'm not quite at the, the rating stage. I put it in, though. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you. It is exactly what this, what they're telling you it is. It's one with nature. You'd have to anticipate it having, uh, some kind of nature taste to it. Apparently it's giving them heartburn. No, it's that sour. <laughs> sour. It's it's sour. Coming back. My stomach is sour. not doing that well. That was a week ago. I know. It's still hurting you? Yeah. <laughs> I think he secretly drank it with his wife earlier. <laughs> she just gets sours and ciders, and I can't, do, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> no, uh, it's yeah, it's it's as advertised. Uh, it's definitely up the alley of the uh, West Coasty style IPAs. It's not juicy. It's not hazy. It's your let's throw as many fucking hops into this barrel as we can fit. And let's pray for the best. Um, with that being said, I give it a four and a quarter. Nice. I like it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I've been a, like last year. I was all about the West Coasty tropicals. Mm-hmm. So anything that has grapefruit in it just leans towards greatness for me. I was almost there with you. I gave it a four. Mm-hmm. I think it's really fantastic. It's just there's a little too much of that like tree taste to it that yeah i'm not i don't like that kind of ipas more than i'd rather have like a juicy like uh tropical one not one that tastes like bark but (laughs) um 
this is what it's advertising it to be. I can't knock it for that. It's what I kind of expected it to taste like, so really it should be a five, but just based on my own opinion, I'd give it a four. I also gave it a four. Um, just the back end, it doesn't set well with me. It's the earthy, and mm-hmm. this is just the style IPA that I'm just not a fan of. But they set out to accomplish what they accomplished, what they wanted to accomplish. So, I mean, I can't knock it because I don't like it. Um, the more I'm drinking it, though, once your palate gets used to it, then I'm okay with these yeah, styles. Definitely. But, like, you know, if you have a whole flight of beers, I would not include this one with my stouts or porters or anything else because it, 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 sure. it really destroys your palate so and i gave it a gave it a four as well um it was brewed really good i'm just personally you feel good of, on your mouth yeah <laughs> personally not a fan of all the piney earthy notes um it definitely wouldn't be at the top of my ipa list probably not even the top 10 at all but i'm not going to knock it too hard i just personally wouldn't pick it you guys are just sticklers in the mud. <laughs> this tastes very similar to something Three Floyds would do. And if Three Floyds had the label, <laughs> you would be like, oh my god, zombie dust. Yeah. It's not zombie dust, though. I know, I know it's not zombie dust. <laughs> it's so, a little more bitter than... Yeah, absolutely. I know. I know. I'm just upset I broke handholding club. Yeah, That's all. It's, <laughs> it's not normal for you. That is. To be out of sync. Well, I mean, I'm higher. It's not like I would oh, yeah. get it. All right. I just, it's not hanging out with you guys enough. My period's out of sync. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get to these casting characters of this television show. (laughs) All right. uh, Basically, the main character of all this is James Gordon, right? Ben McKenzie. Ben McKenzie. From the OC. (laughs) From the OC. Did we really need to know that? Yeah, I was excited. I I loved the OC. (laughs) So I was excited when he was cast because I was like, oh, that guy, I remember him from that show. Yeah, when describing his character in an interview, McKinsey stated that Gordon is a truly honest man, the last honest man in a city full of crooked people. He is not an anti-hero. He's a true hero, but he will have to compromise. Yeah, he's. He, as we get farther in this, we've seen him do some things he probably shouldn't have done. And like, like murder. Be- yeah, murder is one of those things murder. he shouldn't have done. <laughs> but it's Gotham. Everybody murders yeah, everybody. Yeah. It's the thing. In the first few seasons, he was like, he didn't kill Penguin when he was told to and stuff like that. But now he's like, he knows his role in Gotham. He's still yeah. the the most noble man in Gotham. That's for sure. <laughs> Plus, Ben McKenzie does a great job. I, think, him. So. I, I think so. I love the casting. Um, I, I love his character. I mean, just the way that they have him set out in this show. Perfect casting, and I love his story. Yeah, next down on the list is uh, Donald Logue. He was Harvey uh, Bullock. He, this is the uh, film that set him apart, or not film, but TV series that set him apart from everyone else in the DC universe because he's also in the Marvel universe. Mm, what, really? Yeah, he's in Blade. Oh, well, yeah. That's Marvel. Get your... He's Quinn. He's like one of the main people. He's the actor is, but... Yeah. Yeah. Okay, he's so... also in Vikings because I know well, you watched that. Deadpool is also... Or... So like, that, yeah. that was so weird because I was watching both yeah. shows at the same <laughs> he's time. He's also Green like, Lantern. Nobody wants to. He's also Ghost Rider. He's Mac yeah. and Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. So, um, Harvey Bullock, if we're going to get back on topic here. Thank you. I thought this this was really good character twist on Harvey Bullock because mm-hmm. you look at any of the other things that we notice of Harvey, 
he was very minimally used in Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the the interrogator guy that was watching the Joker, and he's like trying to punch him in the face. He was just watching him. He's like, I've seen crooked criminals all the time. You're not going to break me. And then he's like, How many of your friends did I kill? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, we got to see him a little bit, but we didn't yeah. get to know him as Harvey Bullock. And then, then in the animated series, Harvey was just a weird, doofy character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's in one of the Tim Burton ones, too. Or Jules, maybe Joel Schumacher ones, where he's just kind a, of an a dumbass. dumbass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the fact that they casted you know, this and made him a real character actually was a nice fresh of... And he's a believable character, too. Yeah. And, and he's so conflicted, too. And that's yeah. what I love about him, because he's... <laughs> I know the way Gotham is run and how it should be done, but you know Jim Gordon's trying also to saving Jim. Me. Yeah. yeah, he's trying to fit, convince Jim. So he's this like, is the way it has to be, and Jim's trying to the like, down to earth sense out of for that. Jim. Yeah, be like get he, your head. He's your kind of he's the character that personifies what Gotham is, and yes. Jim Gordon is trying to change Gotham yeah. and change Harvey. And he exactly. does as the series progresses. Both of those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Mazows mm-hmm. is Bruce Wayne. So he's a kid in 2014. He's still a kid now? He's still a kid. He's like 16. He's <laughs> old enough now. Yeah, 16, 17. Shave his chest. <laughs> Can we get through the rest of the characters before I talk 40 minutes on this? <laughs> uh, when discussing his character, Mazaus stated that he never got to explore what Bruce Brain was really going through. His grieving processes, what takes... Uh, what his anger makes him do. At the point in his life, he's angry, he's scared, he's compulsive, he's lonely... He's looking for any meeting to his parents' death. You see things uh, that he'll do to himself and other people while he's grieving. And you see him as he becomes just a regular kid. His name is Bruce Wayne. <laughs> what did I say? Bruce Brain. <laughs> Bruce Brain. <laughs> Bruce right, Brain. That IPA must hit you real hard there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, Bruce Brain. That's what I was All right. There. All right. <laughs> Let's go. With uh, Sorry. Lesser, lesser character, uh, Zebrine uh, Guviara. Zebrina. Whatever. Uh, Sarah Essen. She was just a police chief. I don't uh, even remember her. She was the, the yeah. African-American lady that got killed in season one. Yeah. She was kind of like... Hey, I'm super police chief woman. Poof. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sean uh, Pervert. Uh, sorry. Pertwee uh, as Alfred Pennyworth. I thought he did a pretty good. I like him as I like Alfred. Him a lot. He's great as Alfred. I, thought, I love this Alfred. He's not Michael Caine. He's not. I thought he was a little too much of an ass. Like, I'm Alfred. I'm going to punch some dude in the mouth. I like that. I know, but it's not <laughs> Alfred. But <laughs> would you prefer the guy walking around with a. At least it turned into into a character that you can actually relate to instead of just a guy that is next to Bruce Wayne all the time. Bruce, would you like me to fluff your pillow? Yeah. I like that he... And then it also shows why Bruce Wayne is kind of an asshole and a badass because Alfred has taught him to be that way. And since Alfred raised him, it kind of makes sense. All right. Lord Taylor. Yes, please. Mr. Lord Taylor or Robin Lord Taylor as Oswald Cobblepot. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I loved how he worked his way up the ranks. Yeah, as uh, Umbrella Boy. I don't know if it was necessarily working his way up the ranks versus manipulating <laughs> his way up yeah. to the top. Uh, yeah, he basically started work with uh, Fish Mooney and worked his way up. Uh, next on the list, we have Barbara Keene or Barbara Gordon. Uh, Aaron Richards. Richards. 
so Richards was confirmed to have been cast in the show. Richards portrays Jim Gordon, James Gordon's fiance Barbara Keene, through their relationship, uh, though their relationship deteriorates over the course of the season. She renews a past romantic relationship with Renee Montoya, which was one of my favorite characters. Uh, then you have uh, Cameron Bicondova, which is Selena Kyle. She was a uh, a dancer, a backup like a backup dancer for some person. So she's hmm. she's got all the the moves or whatever. But I think she does. I like her as a Catwoman for sure. Yeah, she does a good job. It's it's no uh, Anne Hathaway, but uh, Corey Michael Smith as Edward Nigma, the Riddler. I thought he was amazing. Yeah, uh, just getting his, getting things going the way that he got things going. Um, kind of felt bad for the. I really like the Riddler and Penguin storyline. Yeah, the the combo, the him trying to kill the other mm-hmm. one and being friends. Only for the sake of survival, but still plotting to kill each other. Being, there a love interest Being there? in love with each other because yeah. they're both okay. like kind Just of sure. bisexual actors or something. Yeah, and it was uh, Penguin who was in love with the Riddler, and he was not. Because he got himself a girl, and then Penguin killed her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I did like Corey Michael Smith, you were going to say? I was thinking that when I was watching the earlier stuff, that it was more of a... He loves the psychoticness of the Riddler, not the person. The Riddler mm-hmm. was kind of drawn to yeah, power. I can see that. More drawn to the power and the crazy than he was yeah. drawn to the person. It's more of a pansexual kind of love, not a bisexual or gay sexual love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, John Duman as Carmine Falcone. I liked him. Yeah, he only showed up for half the first season, though, right? Or did, I mean, you know, he was in the finale for the first season, too. Yeah. Jada Pinkett Smith mm. as Fish Mooney. I thought she did really well. I loved her character. I was, yeah. I mean, she wasn't an established character. She was somebody new they just made up. Right. But I still liked her. You kind of needed somebody, you know, to kind of put uh, Butch and Penguin and others, like, to get them involved right he needed that uh then you have uh morena bakaran which is sexy as hell mm. lee tompkins mm-hmm. 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 Uh, i didn't think she was that you... hot until i saw deadpool <laughs> and then i'm like oh, oh god oh, damn her. <laughs> oh, oh, oh geez that changes oh, everything all of you sweat all of you wipe this way yeah Ooh, chances no, are in, uh, firefly yeah there you go mm. Uh, then we have James Fran as Theo Galavan slash Azrael coming in for the second season. Uh, Jessica Lucas as uh, Tabitha Galavan, uh, which is the sister of... Tigress. Th- yeah, she's a tigress, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Uh, Chris Chalk as uh, Lucius Fox. So it's nice to see that he had some, you know, a prominent role in this series. Well, he did have a lot of comic book love too not necessarily in the movies until he was brought into christopher nolan's versions but he did get some love in the comics yeah uh drew powell as butch galzine or cyrus gold or Sondland grundy depending mm-hmm. on how you refer to him uh cyrus gold was the official name of his character um he was right hand man fish Mooney's right hand man ended up being friends with the cobble pot 
Um, and then he was in love with Tabitha, and there's kind of a love thing going on right there. Uh, Nicholas Augustos was Harvey Dent. So he's just appeared in the show for a little bit a little in the bit. second series season, basically. Uh, I liked The Executioner, Nathaniel Barnes. Uh, it was uh, Michael Chikalis. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, I think he played like the same character because he was in The Shield or whatever it yeah. was. Yeah. You know, like, hard-ass cop. So. Yeah. He also um, he also got the uh, the Tetch blood, and so he became mm-hmm. you know crazy about all that. Uh, then there's a lot of IVs. There's a, a like a, a baby girl. And then there's a hot one, and then a super hot one, basically, just growing up within the seasons. Uh, Benedict Samuel as Jarvis Tetch, the Mad Hatter. He was fun. Yeah. Got annoying after a while, but he was still a fun character. He was annoying in the comic books, too, though. Yeah, I'm sure. So. Uh, Crystal Reed as Sophia Falcone. <laughs> Falcone. Falcone. They pronounce I think they Falcone. pronounce it Falcone. In the TV series, they only call it Falcone. It's Falcone, yeah. For the first four episodes, and then they changed it to Falcone when they were getting shit on because they were saying it wrong. Really? Yeah, and then we had uh, Alexander Siddig as Ra's al Ghul, Hmm. and then B.D. Wong as Hugo Strange, and then they didn't put any of the... I believe they didn't care about Jerome or Jeremiah, but not that on this list. Uh, But those are the characters. Uh, We'll talk a little bit more about that. We're going to grab another in-beer. Uh, just to get this going because our special guest has to leave here soon. And then Saf just got up and left. I think he's <laughs> mad at all what of us. Prick. <laughs> but Conflict of rides, but I do have prior engagements. That yeah, so I, I stopped by though, at least to say hi. I know, and I, I wanted to throw it out there that, you know, I appreciate you coming back a second time. Yeah. Even though I couldn't stay as long, but I did want to say though, since I'm not going to be able to say it later after you guys have your beer, the personification that Bruce was in Gotham, it was was magical to watch all the hatred and um, the sadness and the, the fear and everything grow up with him. Mm-hmm. And it was nice to see that kind of side. But it'll never take place of what the comic books portrayed, but they didn't go into that much detail before. So it was it was nice and refreshing just, just to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. On that note, we're going to go to break. We have Bare Hands uh, Thai PA, or Thai IPA, or Thai PA, or Thought PA, whatever you want to thought. Or, yeah. There you yeah. go. All those work. Yeah, those, those it's work. just whatever you want to call it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, I think we'll hear from some kind of podcast about on the Not Hopped Up Network, and you'll enjoy it. Bye. If you are looking for more beer podcasts just like the one you're listening to right now, then head on over to hoppedupnetwork.com. We are a podcast network focused on our local craft beer communities. Here's a quick example of one of the many podcasts you will find. What's up, everyone? My name is Matt. And my name is Kate. And we are your hosts of the Craft House Cinema Podcast. Craft House Cinema celebrates all of the history, people, places, fuck-ups, and triumphs that go into the production of two of the world's greatest art forms, beer and movies. We also love hearing from you. Follow us on Instagram at Craft House Cinema to join the discussion. So crack open a cold one, watch some good movies, and hang out with us. On the Craft House Cinema Podcast. 
All right, our second in beer we have for this episode is from Bare Hands Brewing, and it is the Thai PA. It is a spice slash herb slash vegetable IPA, is what the actual website what said. The Thai PA, an experimental IPA brewed with Thai spices, has been in high demand since its masterful creation in 2010. We added Thai palm sugar, lemongrass, kaffir lime leaf, and galangalol, which is Thai ginger, late in the boil to create a citrusy ale with a spiced finish. Thai spices mingle with Columbus and Cascade hops to create a unique balance. American two-row barley and crystal malts combine for a crisp, dry finish. Spice is nice. Fresh is best. Hmm. So it's a Thai beer. Experimental. I'm not sure how to well, really feel it, about this. It was since 2010. It's eight years later. It was experimental. Now they got it down to a science. Okay. That's I've what seen, it sounds like. I've seen a lot of hype for this. I've um, seen a lot of Instagram posts mm-hmm. on this. It's unique because yeah. of the, the Thai food. And I think since Thai food has made a rise probably since like 2010, right. that this is, it's, it's definitely unique. So the can has their bare hands logo on the top and towards the bottom it says Thai IPA, an American IPA brewed with citrus, Thai spices. And it looks like, I'm to me it looks like a monk maybe looking out into the. Yeah, that is the, um, whatever, I forget the name, it's a statue of one of their gods or i don't know this is bad um i don't want to butcher it and ruin this culture but what the thai culture is it thailand Tha- yeah thailand I no say. i have no idea it's indian right yeah indian thai food it's no. uh thailand pre me thorani sure that's the it's in the buddhist mythology that's okay the, so it's in the buddha that's what that person is yeah, they normally have like a golden statue of it. I'm looking right mm-hmm. at it. Okay. So it's uh, the Buddhist mythology in Southeast Asia. The earth deity's name changes in different countries, but it's generally a form of the word earth. And that's who she is. Okay. Yeah, it's cool. I've mean, seen it before. Yeah, I didn't know. It's just a black silhouette. Mm-hmm. Right, because it's like you're looking across the mountains and you're behind it or... Maybe copyright, you know, you can't put the image Maybe of something. Maybe they can't go into great so, detail yeah. with it, but they can do like a shadow, which is really cool. And it's like it's looking out into the horizon, all the trees and, and whatnot. Absolutely. That's a cool can. Color scale? Oh, it's very that clear. Is clear. It's like a lager. It definitely is. Um, golden lager. Oh and nine. An eight or a nine. Mine is rather clear or uh, hazier compared to yours. Should we have rolled it maybe? Yeah. Mine's very clear. Yours is a little more hazy. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, I say nine for mine. I'm good with that. Uh, Infinity Gauntlet. And the Nick Splat. Yeah. That works. Yeah, I think Infinity Gauntlet mainly, but Nick Splat does work. Yeah. Got them in the same category. Yeah. All right. Well, smelling. You gave Mm. a face when you smelled it. Yeah. That's definitely Thai. Kind of want Thai food now. Mm-hmm. I may grab some. There's a place right down the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it smells spicy, but I don't think it's going to be spicy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess one way to find out. Let's drink, boys. 
Oh, yep, that is spicy. Yeah. That is there. It is. It's a hit, hit you hard. Yeah, I probably should have mixed this up a little bit. Yeah. Um, just as a, as an update, uh, Saf had to go. He peaced out in the middle of last segment. And then our special guest had to go as well. Had some uh, family things come up. So it's just the three of us going with it. So you're going to hear terrible takes from the three of us. <laughs> <laughs> we will do our best to power through this. <laughs> How do we do our best Saf? Is there a... Oh, I think we have... Oh. It's like a saphirisms. That Saf doesn't really have like a tagline or anything. He doesn't. Yeah, no, he doesn't. I'm more concerned we may lose Dustin here shortly because <laughs> of the revenge of the sour. <laughs> yeah, I'm still still working on that one. Uh, this one, yeah, is definitely spicier than I guess I was anticipating. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm looking at just the description for this, and it says Thai spices. So I, I should have the spice herb vegetable IPA. I should have expected it. The Thai palm sugar, lemongrass, kaffir lime leaf, and the Thai ginger mm-hmm. is what they all threw in late in the boil. I kind of like it because it's not like spicy hot. Yeah. But like it's like spicy. Or like, yeah. That's like I mean, tea. Herby. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. Herb, herby tea. Or I feel like I need some noodles with this. Ooh, noodles. That mm. would be good. Thai food does something. Drink good. this with your Thai food. Yeah. I mean, it's honestly, it's different. It's it's something new for us. I mean, it doesn't follow the line with the juices. It doesn't follow in line with the West Coast style. I'm kind of digging it. It is kind of hard to drink. I don't think mm-hmm. I could have done an entire can of it. I don't. I'm glad I'm sharing it with you guys, but I couldn't do an entire can. But yeah. I do like the, the change up, like the change of pace. Yeah, for sure. I feel like maybe we should have like a, some kind of soup. Maybe that would be good. So like noodles or some soup. Yeah, be good. That would be all right. Uh, Beer Advocate has this is a four point one out of five. Uh, histogram basically has it under a four or four twenty five. Uh, people are really liking this one. Notice on rate beer is that what Saf usually does? Yeah, <clears throat> rate beer overall ninety and then eighty five style. So a three point five five out of five. And there's fifteen ratings, so pretty high up there. But 85 for a style, so I didn't know this was an actual style. Right, yeah. A beer, would, I mean, it's... You'd anticipate it being like 100 if it's the right. only one. Right. I guess you just place it under the IPA style, just like a variation of the IPA. But but then, like, all the hazy IPAs have their own little yeah su- sub-style, like the New England styles, West Coast styles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the descriptions on here, 16-ounce can to IPA glass, cloudy gold with fluffy white head that lingers. So maybe Dustin has a little bit different flavors than we do. Yeah, especially if it's like, should have been mixed up a little bit better. Yeah, could have been. I will say, I know you're about ready to hop over to Untapped, and before you get to it, I have had this beer, and I checked it in already in May. It was a little taster that I had. Okay. Similar to what we're drinking right now. So you can go ahead and take it. Untapped 3.88 out of 4,400 ratings. Had six friends give this a try. Keith, like he said, had it in May. I'm not going to reveal his score yet because he might keep the same or I he might I change will. it. Um, Had a friend, Brad Penning, had it out at Ted's. Gave it a 4.25. Wow. Our friend, Patrick. Gave it, Gave it a four. Said really good beer, packed full of citrus flavor, balanced well with spices. Chad W four point two five. 
another 4.25 from him, 4.25, part 2.0. Yeah, so a lot of fours and higher. I just I don't see myself getting up that high. No. So uh, I checked it in in the interest of saving time. Uh, I gave it a 3.75. Um, it, it exceeded my expectations. Uh, I was expecting I, with the smell and the, the word spicy and I was expecting like something that's like like oh there's curry in this thing <laughs> like, you know, things like that uh, but it tasted better than that but I'm just not sure that I like this style I feel like I would have to have more ex- ex- uh, experimental Thai PAs yeah before I can say oh they've done this one really well it's definitely something I would love to branch out to. I mean, this is like true experimental. I think since they did this like what back in 2010, obviously this never caught on, but somebody did a New England style and let's add citrus and all the rest of this stuff and then it just continued to grow and grow. So maybe this will continue to grow um, and we can try some different styles. Um, I'm going to stick with my original ranking. I gave it back in May, um, a 3.75, same as you, Dustin. Um, it's unique. I like it, but it's hard to base it off of anything else. I mean, the piney notes, you can definitely get the Cascade and Columbus hops that are in there. So you can, it's like a normal IPA with just with the Thai spices. But I don't know. It's unique, but it's not my favorite. So I like the uniqueness, but I don't know if I could drink all of it. Yeah. And I as well give it a 375 Mm-hmm. Hand holding club. Wow. Hallelujah. <laughs> I gotta reach across the table. I was doing the staff. He's not here. Oh, so. Oh, no. Yeah, I completely agree. It's unique. It's different from what we've been having recently. Um, I like that change of pace. On the beer itself, I think I would get burnt out pretty quickly on the Thai spices. That's something that you would like see in like hot tea and i don't drink a lot of tea i don't particularly like love tea but uh i think this is unique just not something that i would go seek out i'm sure it's not bare hands best beer either one of the top ones one of the top ones selling wise obviously yeah Yeah. all right cool back to the show season one a new recruit in Captain Sarah Essen's Gotham City Police Department, Detective James Gordon is paired with Harvey Bullock to solve one of Gotham's, Gotham's most high-profile cases ever, the murder of Thomas and Martha Wayne. During his investigation, Gordon meets the, uh, Wayne's son, Bruce, now in the care of his butler, Alfred, which further compels Gordon to catch the killer. Along the way, Gordon must confront gang boss Fish Mooney, as well as many other... Gotham's future villains, such as Selena Kyle and Oswald Cobblepot. Eventually, Gordon is forced to form an unlikely friendship with Bruce, and that will help shape the boy's future in becoming the Dark Knight. <laughs> it was a good season. I mean, you can definitely see Bruce has hope, mm-hmm. and he finds hope in Gordon. So we know that that will build up for the future, right? Yeah. too, with him and Batman. Um. That Batman will trust him, Bruce will trust him in the future, and how he handles things, knowing that he's the shining example in this 
shithole of a city. He's the beacon of hope. Yeah. I liked how the rising through the ranks of Oswald Cobblepot happened in mm-hmm. season one. You know, being a busboy for, uh, um, Mar- was it Maroni? Yeah. Yeah. I always forget the name. Being the busboy in the Italian restaurant for Maroni. Killing everyone in that restaurant by just, you know, using words and manipulating people. Pitting Falcone versus Maroni. Pitting Maroni versus Falcone. Pitting both of them against Fish Mooney. He just slowly rise the ranks and took power. Like uh, Brandon said, uh, Penguin was the best in this season than yeah. he or series than yeah, he the entire been. series guaranteed definitely the best season two you want that one pale sure season two the stakes are higher than ever as gotham explores the origin stories of some of the most ambitious and depraved supervillains, including the riddler the joker and mr freeze and bruce wayne uncovers more secrets from his father's past and those had to do with indian hills mm-hmm so it's mainly the se- the season with uh, Galavan, right? Yeah, and so they shut down Indian Hills. They stop Galavan from being the one of the oldest Gotham families in the city, and then as soon as that happens, they discover the Court of Owls. Whoa! Whoa! A secret society. And then we get into season three. The origin story continues on season three of Gotham, and the stakes are higher than ever as supervillains, more ambitious and depraved, are introduced, and a realignment of alliances shakes up the fight for power in Gotham City. Season three will peel back the curtain on the infamous criminal organization known as the Court of Owls. With the Indian Hill escapees on the loose, Jim Gordon must take matters into his own hands as a bounty hunter in Gotham. He makes it his mission to find Hugo Strange, the mastermind behind the horrifying Indian Hill experiments, and Fish Mooney, one of Strange's subjects. Meanwhile, the GCPD, Detective Harvey Bullock, and Captain Nathaniel Barnes remain at the forefront of the fight against crime on the monster-ridden city. Also, Bruce Wayne, with the help of his trusted butler and mentor, Alfred, and former Wayne Enterprises employee, Lucius Fox, discovers there are still more secrets to uncover regarding his parents' murders. As the city sinks deeper into chaos, Gotham will continue to follow the evolving stories of the city's most malevolent villains, The Penguin, Edward Nigma, Selina Kyle, Barbara Keane, Tabitha Galavan, and Butch Gilzine. Gilzine, thank you. <clears throat> the series also will catch up with Ivy Pepper, who, after an encounter with a monster from Indian Hill, finds herself reborn as a young woman who's harnessed the full power of her charms and dives into the origin stories of Jervis Tetch the talented hypnotist teetering on the edge of madness. And this is where I wish your brother was still here because I thought that was a little odd with Ivy, how she went from just this tiny little kid and all of a sudden, boom, she's a full voluptuous, beautiful woman. Right. Like what just happened here? Yeah. It had had to do with the, the water Mm -hmm. and whatever was being done. Yeah. Yeah, and so she just adapted to whatever was being pumped in there with whatever plants that she, you know, came in contact with. I just wonder if she was reborn. If that was any like original origin story, but obviously these guys aren't following anything like right. comic book Which is related. Really weird because she's like the same age as Catwoman, so the fact that they progressed her age twice in the series. Yeah. It just it made me think like, well, did they 
couldn't have the rights back to like the little girl that played her in the first place, so they had to rewrite this role yeah, for know. actors because you know TV shows do that all the time. Right. It was uh, kind of weird. This was probably my favorite season. Mm-hmm. It's basically the introduction of all these villains that we've known about throughout all of Batman's history. It's just we didn't see them until now in this season. Which leads into season four, where Gotham's origin story continues to unfold. As the show enters its fourth season, the stakes will be higher than ever. With the Court of Owls decimated, the aftermath of the Tetch virus crippling the city and every surviving villain in Gotham's underworld jockeying for power, Jim Gordon and the GCPD will have their hands full. And that's just from the beginning. What threat does Ra's al Ghul pose? And why am I reading, like, the pre-season... And will Penguin regain his title as the King of Gotham? <laughs> Find out next week <laughs> on Gotham. I feel like that's like the the lead into the season, but yeah, essentially, yeah, like Ra's al Ghul was big. The Penguin and the Riddler story was good. Uh, Lee Tompkins being the Queen of the Glades or uh, the Narrows, the Narrows. Uh, good. <laughs> Never looked better. Oh my God, Lee Tompkins. <laughs> so. Yeah, you mean like season four was up there with awesomeness, especially with Jeremiah being taking over the the Joker. Mm-hmm. Uh, season three had the the Joker's face being removed and him stapling it back on after he was revived, <sighs> and it had you know notions of the uh, not killing Joker, but the you know death of the family yep. comic book hey, where the Red stretched face. on face. Yeah. yeah. So season five is supposed to be. The birth of the Dark Knight. It's supposed to have a lot to do with him becoming Batman. So it's only 12 episodes. It's not 20 episodes like the other ones. Previous ones. So I'm pretty excited to uh, see that. Yep. Uh, Before we get to the next beer, we do have the Batman's top 10 villains. Uh, And you can see that uh, I have highlighted or bold-faced all the ones that have made an appearance so far. And so we'll see if we see any of the other ones uh, in season five. So the t- start all off, Hush. I have no idea who that is. I don't know who Hush is. Do you know who Hush is? Hush? No. They're related to Murmur in the same It universe. might be. Hush and Murmur? <laughs> Hush and Murmur. Hush. He had a nice little picture like when I you know, popped up the top uh, ten, but I didn't see who it was. Nine on the list, Poison Ivy, which we just talked about. Eight, Penguin. Penguin. Seven, Bane. Bane. I think he may make an appearance I in think, this. I think he's, he's gonna got to have to. Yeah, even if it's just a like a support character and they don't have like a direct you know problem between the two. I think yeah. that will be making an appearance. He goes strange I, as six. I liked him in this series. Mm-hmm. I like the actor that they cast for it. I mean, he played an important role, just mm-hmm. kind of like crazy doctor scientist. I really, yeah, I really liked B.D. Wong. Yeah, he was pretty great. Uh, the Riddler was in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, another great Edward Enigma. Uh, Two Face was in it, but he wasn't Two Face yet. It's just Harvey Dent. Just Harvey Dent, like being... passing through town or something, like on yeah. a re-election bid or something. I don't know what it was. Yeah, but you could you can see his flip floppy type of yep uh, attitude. Uh, Catwoman or Selena Kyle, the the cute little woman that she is. But that's all that I can say about her. It's not Anne Hathaway, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. <laughs> Ra's al Ghul, this is number two, which one is, you know, huge 
uh, character in the Batman phrase, which I'm surprised Deathstroke isn't on this list. I know. But I guess it's just very limited to what's available. And then the Joker, <laughs> which is not yet uh, re- uh, referred to as, but we all know that Jeremiah or Jerome was supposed to be the Joker. Jerome was, and then they threw it for a loop. We'd be like, oh, twin brother. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, and then his greatest act is making his brother into mm-hmm. the quote-unquote Joker. Which, which goes back to my brother's point of... Is it just an idea, or is it really him? Mm-hmm. They kind of left it open. Right. And I think that it's, he's right about the same age, or the right age, for it to be, you know, him. So, I don't know. Uh, is there any Batman villains that should have made this list? I was thinking uh, Croc. He, I thought he was in the show. Wasn't he? Isn't I thought he... he got out of the... When they had the bus scene or something, or uh, I thought for sure he. I can't oh remember. yeah, when the bus crashes, they like showed so, him, and yeah. he just like a lizard-looking guy, and then he walked off screen. So yeah, I mean, it was just like off, a little yeah. cameo appearance. You would expect that he would have some larger, you know, cameo or later appearance because of the cameo, but it just never happened. Probably don't have it in the budget for all that CGI. Yeah, probably. <laughs> what about you, Pale? Is there a um, villain on there? Toy Man. Oh, yeah. Man. Wasn't he more Superman, though? Yeah, Toy Man is a Superman is thing. He? But, but he crosses over in the Batman world. Yeah, but I don't think he was in the series, Gotham series at all. No. Toy Man made the appearance in Supergirl. Yes. Remember that? No, Toy, Toy Man was because um, they went to his father's oh, place. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, and yeah, the yeah. kid who becomes Toy Man, he yeah, was, in that shot, yeah. him and Bullock. Yeah, he was trying to blow up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, no, no, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's in there. I knew he came to my mind for a reason. Yeah. I'm like, wait, they already did his backstory. You're right, you're right. You're right. Um, I don't know. I think it's a pretty good list. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I, this is as far as I know, Fat Man, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's as far as it's going to get for me. I mean, I guess maybe like since we don't know who Hush is, take him out, put Deathstroke in. Yeah, it might be a better list. And yeah, it might be. I just wonder how they're gonna do Deathstroke in this, you know, TV series if they do do Deathstroke. Right. I said do do. <laughs> you did say do do. All right. Uh, we have one more beer to go. It's gonna be an out beer. It's gonna be a vanilla out beer, and it's a stout. Ooh. And it's also bourbon barrel. We're going to finish strong. We are finishing strong. This is from Central Waters Brewing Company. And we're going to take a minor break while we get this going. Because uh, we still got beer in our cups. No, we don't. All right. We're ready to roll. Got to pour it first. BRB. We're back with our out beer, and we have a vanilla bean stout aged in bourbon barrels from Central Waters Brewing Company. The latest beer off of our pilot system, a bourbon barrel aged vanilla bean stout. This is a new stout recipe that we aged for one and a half years in bourbon barrels and added vanilla beans, coming in at 9.5% ABV and 38 IBUs. And that is it, because I do remember looking these guys up earlier and i can't even find it on their website this is what i think i took off of untapped so 
Well, looks like info. looks like I found it on the beer snob, so we should be good to go. Uh, we could skip the color part because it's, <laughs> it's dark night. Dark night. Uh, the bottle, from what I can see, is just fancy lettering and then a black label, right? Yeah, pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Just it looks like a chalkboard. Oh yeah, like what you would get when you go to a most brewery, of breweries, yeah. And you're like, okay, this is just a, a random. Uh, a random beer that you would have up on the board. All right, chalk it in. We're good to go. Uh, so that's what that looks like. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Simple. Yeah. Not mad about it. Oh, that smells like bourbon for real. Ooh. I don't really don't really smell uh, any vanilla type things, but this is strong. Yeah. And since there's two of us, we still have beer left in the bottle. That's true. We're going to finish this. I was going to say, Pale, what do you think? Saf, what do you think? Oh, that's right. Uh, they're all gone. They're all gone. And then there was two. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's, what we, that's what we get for uh, trying to record during the holidays. We have, we're very busy times. Get very together busy. when we can. At least we got parts of the episode in. Yeah, so. for sure. Yeah. Uh, but that's it. It just smells straight up. Yeah, it's like pure, pure bourbon. Yeah. So it was pure bourbon, Ooh. dark night. The bottle is plain Jane, but chalky. But chalky. And what's left? We need to drink this. Yes, we do. Oh, my. Oh, I'm glad they left. <laughs> oh, yeah. We have more for us. This is smooth. Ooh. You definitely get the the bourbon taste. Definitely up front. Yeah. Uh, and it finishes oh. very smooth with like a vanilla chocolatey. I mean, like hints of coffee in that mm-hmm. finish. Yeah. Oh, that's like a wonderful finish. Uh, like if you had like a vanilla bean ice cream mixed with like some kind of chocolate syrup and some coffee, yeah, that is that is pretty good. Uh, Beer Advocate says four point two four out of five. I do have great beer up. Do you? Okay, yeah. then I'll, I'll go ahead and grab Untapped. Okay, because I'm that's the one I don't have up yet. Um. Rate beer overall in 91 and a 41 in the style. 41 in 41 style? 41 in style, but it's 91 overall. That's, that's kind of so There's a lot of good other beers in this style, I guess. Higher than 91. Um, so they do give it a 3.5 out of 5 out of 13 rankings. Basically a vanilla slant on the BA stout, but well done. Sweet vanilla wafer layers to the chocolatey stout base and barrel. Still thin. That's what I'm getting from a lot of people on here. Uh-huh. Thin on the palate without much vanilla. Yeah, the vanilla is very um, light. I can tell that. But it's not, I guess I don't really, like, not a problem. Finish is fairly sweet. It's really nice, but could likely use some aging. So I'm not sure well, if it was a when Pale bad. got this one. Uh, untapped, four thousand six hundred eighty ratings with a four point one nine. It's not bad at all for that. Uh, we've had zero friends checking in, or I've had zero friends. I don't have nearly as many friends as they do. Yeah, Saf's got the most, I think. Yeah, with a pale second. But uh, says bourbon overpowers vanilla, but it's still nice, which I can agree. And then that's about as the only comment. Awesome, not too sweet. Thanks. Things like that. People thanking other people for buying them this beer. So thanks, Pale. <laughs> as a disclaimer, he did taste a little of it 
as he walked out the door, so he did get an actual chance to taste it. So yeah, he said two bourbon, you though. That was so we could probably guess his ranking three three point two five. Of course. <laughs> All right, I'm just gonna go ahead and toss that out there as a ranking four point five. I really like it. The uh, the vanilla part to it, kind of. I don't like people say that the bourbon offs, you know overpowers the vanilla but i think it helps not make it too bourbony yeah or like the alcohol burn this is 9.5 percent, and there's not much burn on that back end because yeah definitely the vanilla saves it for sure same here four and a half because this is i mean this is our stuff here so yeah (laughs) it is it is we got them drinking it we got them But yeah, it's definitely not overpowering. Um, still, obviously, not gonna slam it as fast as I can. It's definitely a a good sipping beer to drink. Right. So I would not be opposed to opening up one of these for the evening. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be going anywhere else afterwards, probably with the evening, and right. if, especially if I'm drinking the entire bomber myself. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Sharing it with you, beer. I'm okay with that. If this is just me solo, it, I'm gonna be home, mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah, that's good. I'm good with that. Uh, back to Gotham, uh, season five. Are you excited about it? I'm so excited, but sad that it's going to end. Right. But honestly, if they keep it going, it's made it's so big because mm-hmm. they have opened up a lot of the storylines with so many of these characters. I mean, there could be so many spinoff series. Right. I just think it's gotten a little bit too big to handle. Right. I'm just curious. Maybe somebody will pick it up and continue like this universe, like in the comic book. Mm-hmm. Which would be awesome to continue it that way, mm-hmm. or even if a spinoff series or something. But I mean, once you get to this certain point, then it's Batman, right? And it's yeah. not Gotham. It kind of right. changes. It'd but, be it'd be kind of weird because at that point, if you do spinoffs, you're glorifying the villain. True. So you you come up with uh, a, an IV series. You're glorifying the villain. You get mm-hmm. a Cobblepot. You're glorifying the villain. But also, if you do have a series with Cobblepot or the Riddler, you're going to be in the mind of those people, and it's just it's going to lose its magic. True, good point. So uh, it's going to be it's going to be weird after they get caught up with some type of storyline where they go from there. But I'm excited to see uh, Bruce turn into more of the Batman mm-hmm. and get more training from anybody. Because I thought normally he goes away. Mm-hmm. In most of the comic book series. And he's trained by Ra's al Ghul, mm-hmm. who he kills. But then comes back. Right. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, guess it's Ra's. I mean, yeah. Anybody can be Ra's al so, right? Yeah. As they say, Ra's al Ghul is a figure. Yeah. Just a name. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited about it. Yeah. I'll probably wait to watch it until it's all done, but... Uh, it's only 12 episodes, so I don't think they're going to have a spring break, right? They're just going to play through? I don't know. They usually, if they know, since they've already announced this the last season, they like to milk it. They'll probably have a mid-season break after six episodes. I could imagine them yeah. doing that after six weeks. Or what? Because Fox does that quite right. often. They have with the past mm-hmm. season that they took breaks off. It'd be like the mid-series finale. Like, wait, what? Or the mid-season finale. I'm like, there's no such thing as a mid-season finale. It's a season finale. Right. But, yeah. All, you know, companies and television networks are just trying to get everything they can out of these shows. 
Right. Chomp so. at the bit. Get as much money from advertisements uh, as you can. I mean, I get it. It's a business. Yeah. Well, I still have my cable and my DVR, so I will be watching it live as they come out every single week. Yeah. So I'm excited. If I can find a good place, a streaming place to watch it, I'll probably watch it the next morning when it's available. But as of right now, probably when it's all finished. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I'm missing much. I didn't watch it until recently. It's just, it's more of a curious how they're going to wrap it all up. How are they going to tie it all up? And it's not like you're on the edge of your seat waiting like, oh, I have to see the next season. It's just like, yeah, it's neat. I want to see how they put it together. Right. Because I think when they set it out to start, it almost felt like it was going to fail. I think it's like, how can you attack this universe at this kind of level through the eyes of Jim Gordon, but right. I think they did a hell of a job. I've, I've I been impressed so with too. it. Yeah. All right. Uh, since now there's just two, we're not going to really have that much of a customary send off. <laughs> yeah. But we do want to put our plug yeah. in. We are going to take a break since obviously we're losing everybody. Right. So next week we will be off. Yeah, we will be off. We're having a mini vacation. Uh, we, tomorrow is uh, Christmas Eve. And so mm-hmm. we're going to spend some time with the family through this week. So we're not going to have time to get together to put together an episode. Uh, so, you know, feel free to revisit your favorite episode, revisit an episode that you've, you've missed. Uh, if you haven't, you know, if you've a recent subscriber to us, uh, you can go onto Patreon and even just for a dollar, you can get access to episodes from our early days. Uh, our early days are probably our worst days, but yeah. who's perfect when they first start riding the bicycle, right? That's true. Uh, so that's on patreon.com slash drinkinggeekout. Uh, we also have uh, t-shirt sales available. We have uh, a DC Ember uh, logo up for the month of December. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't figured out which uh, uh, charity to donate money to for sales for this T-shirt. Uh, we'll figure something out. Probably just throw everything into uh, a Christmas basket or uh, donate, you know, collection center uh, for Christmas. Absolutely. Uh, but uh, we, like we said a few weeks ago, we keep all of our shirts up. We don't situationally put them up. So anything from our October shirt sales will go to breast cancer awareness. Even if we have to keep it in a ledger and pay it when uh, it comes up again. Uh, everything in the month of November for our, our Movember t-shirts will go towards prostate and testicular research. Anything like that. Uh, this DC Ember is also going to be up the entire time. So if you are a fan of DC and you just don't want to wear it outside of December or you want to wear it like in January, you're fine. You can purchase that. Um, I'm also thinking about coming up with a calendar with the similar... Type of logos, so that'd be cool. Um, you can always be reminded and have you know T-shirts per month. We just have to figure out what we're gonna do for most of the months. Yeah, <laughs> still in progress. Yeah, it's we're working progress, but <laughs> we still have, we have October, November, December, March, and May done. So uh, we'll we'll figure it out from there. Uh, but uh, for here. Us, the two of us, (laughs) left in our northern studio, uh, drink up and geek geek out. out. Proud member of the Hopped Up Network.